Well, as a convert to the church, I'm always learning new things about uh, Roman Catholic liturgy, such as on what day in February can a mass be canceled? The answer is Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> that's, that's when we can do that. So no mass next Sunday night, 5.30. But the question is really, what are we gonna be thinking about next Sunday night? Deflate gate? I mean, really, another tainted sports contest, or is it? Did the Colts or did the Colts not, or excuse me, did the Patriots cheat or did they not cheat last week in their lopsided victory over the Colts? What did Brady know? What did Belichick know? Did either of them order this under inflation of the football? How many Super Bowl commercials will be ignored because of these debates next week? And it is so easy to be cynical about another sports scandal, isn't it? We've always had them, it seems, almost monthly. People do misuse their freedom. People do cheat. They do allege cheating. They do abuse rules. None of this is a surprise. But the question is, why then do we care? Why does it still bug us? Why does it bother us? Really, another sports scandal? In our generation, Pete Rose, Lance Armstrong, Michael Phelps, Tiger Woods, the list goes on. Nobody likes cheaters and we will never get over that. We will never get used to that, will we? And perhaps we should consider this, the very fact that we are still outraged and scandalized and disappointed tells us something that we have in us, in our hearts and our minds. We do have a built-in, innate sense of right and wrong, of truth and lies. And these are but a faint glimmer of what the church calls was ours at the moment of creation, original justice. That is, that there is an alternative morality to that of merely the world, to merely human notions of justice. So of course there will be investigations and commissioner and commissions, hearings, sentences, sanctions, fines, all of that. Why? Because we want there to be a process. We need there to be a process. Which is why today, as Father said at the outset of this Mass, this is the essential teaching of Jesus we hear today. Why? Because this Gospel from Mark was his first homily ever recorded in the first gospel of the Bible. And the very first words out of Jesus' mouth were this, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe. That's his inaugural address. It is him saying that in himself, not in a book, a religion, 
a doctrine, a theology, as important as those things will become. In his own person, God's way of doing things is made visible, is made specific and tangible and real. And what's next? He says, repent and believe. And we remember, it's worth repeating, the word repentance means conversion, but it also means two old Greek words, meta and nous. It means go beyond the mind that you have. Go beyond the thinking that you have, the attitude that you have, the perspective that you have, and try and embrace not human reality and justice alone, but the kingdom of God and an objective, absolute reality. <coughs> but the problem is we sinners, we get stuck in that human only view of truth and justice and process, don't we? Which is why the spiritual masters say we live in the narrow space of our own egos, our own expectations, our own outcomes, our own measurements. And as Father Robert Barron reminds us, St. John of the Cross calls that living where? That is living in the small soul of your own agendas. Which is why in today's psalm, we just sang, I lift up what? My soul to you, Lord. So that we can arrive in what St. John of the Cross calls the antidote to the small soul, which is the great soul of truth and original justice that comes only in the kingdom of God that was manifest concretely in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. So what does all this mean? It means that we get to choose, don't we? whether we will give ourselves to this Jesus of Nazareth, his design, his love, his justice, his heart, his ethics, should be our own. And this decision, it is not indefinite, as St. Paul reminds us in the second reading from this morning, because what? Human time is not forever. It will run out. This earth is ending. And when we choose to put on and enter into the great soul, put on the mind of Jesus of Nazareth, we link ourselves to the very creative logic of the universe that made everything that is seen and unseen, as we will proclaim in our creed. And this connects us outside of our small soul to everything else in creation. The body of Christ, the communion of saints. It is no irony that this week is our Catholic Schools Week and Maddie so beautifully introduced us to that concept here before Mass. What a connection to this morning's gospel is the reality of Catholic education. Why do we have Catholic schools? 
Education, we remember, literally means in the old language to call forth that which is within, to move from human reality to divine reality, from the small to the great soul. Or as St. Anselm said so brilliantly in the 12th century, we believe in God, why? Not because we understand reality, but so that we might understand reality. And so, let's go into our disappointment around the deflate gate. And in the coming week, ask yourself, do you really believe there is an alternative to human justice and processes? Do you really believe there is a kingdom of God, not just the kingdom of man? And then the corollary question, what part of your life manifests that and what parts don't? What is God calling me to go beyond my assumptions, your assumptions, my commitments, your commitments? What is God calling us to let go of? Because that is what Jesus did at the end of this homily, isn't it? It's not an abstraction or a piety or a vague reflection. It is, in the language of English, an imperative. He says, follow me. Jesus is unsentimental. In the case of Simon and Andrew, James and John, concrete, really real human beings, Jesus called them personally to leave their livelihoods, their businesses, their urgent schedules, to follow him. And we are called not to do that literally, my friends, no. We are called to do that spiritually. This is what the church calls the work of continuous conversion or in the words of the great poet T.S. Eliot, in order to possess what you do not possess, you must go by the way of dispossession. In order to arrive at what you do not know, you must go by a way which is the way of ignorance. Going beyond our small souls, putting on the great soul, is to repent, it is to convert, it is to put on the mind of Jesus of Nazareth and follow him.